Hey guys, what's happening? Zach here at the Zach Shanky Podcast. This podcast is all about me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, kind of. It, it is, but it's it's not like, ooh, look at Zach. He's so awesome. It's more like, Zach is making a lot of mistakes. Let's see if he can share and, and organize those mistakes in a way to learn from them so that Zach doesn't make the same mistake and you as the listener can also learn from said mistakes. Let me take the arrows and pioneer the way. Um, growth hurts, guys. Whether we're talking personal growth or if we're talking business growth or money, financial growth, growth hurts. No matter what. <laughs> If you think about, like, growth of your muscles, it it hurts. Oh, my gosh, you're sore after a good workout, right? Growth of uh, losing weight. Oh, my gosh, it sucks. You just crave the, the whatever it is you're craving, right? The noodles. I just want all the noodles. Um, saying no to that. Business growth. Oh, my gosh. Business growth is painful painful, painful. The reason is because oftentimes business growth, with business growth comes a lot of change. Sometimes that change stings. Um, I'll I'll give you some really good examples of that in a moment. Um, And then, uh, you know, mental mental growth, like your, your mental health and your perspective on life growing in that arena, that stings too. Sometimes it means you gotta get some people out of your life. I had a best friend in high school um, who, like, was my absolute best friend, and, uh, yeah, he's not in my life anymore, and just the other day, I think he messaged me, um, on some, somewhere, (laughs) he found, like, a business page or something, and he messaged me, and he's like, I don't know, he was like, dude, what the heck, why aren't you talking to me, (laughs) but the reality is, I know why, and, and, uh, it's okay, And, and I'm not saying you don't, you have to shun people, Maybe I'll respond to him. I don't know. I'm not ready to. The, the dude is such a negative influence on my life that it's just not worth it. You know, I'd rather I'd rather him be wondering for the rest of his life why in the heck I did that than for me to re-engage and have a negative impact on my life. So, and now I can do that with a person like that. Uh, I can't. You can't really do that with family so much, um, <laughs> but. You can still limit presence, right? So personal growth, there's pain there. So what, what I'm going through right now is more on the business <coughs> business growth side. Mmm, so much pain. So much pain, I eat it up. So the thing is, as the business continues to grow, I continue to find, and not just me, but my partners, we continue to find issues, challenges. Things that need to be fixed, and uh, we thought that we we thought we had one more problem, one more major problem, and that one more major problem was just simply scaling. Like we were ready to scale, and all we had to do, all we had to do, was get a couple salespeople that were willing to learn how to sell sell appropriately, and were willing to hit the phones and actually like call people, follow up with people. Uh, things like that, and um, well, it wasn't so easy. It wasn't so easy because a couple of reasons why. Number one, um, people just aren't as pat. Imagine this: 
and I should have known this, people aren't as passionate about my business as I am. What? Go figure. That's that's insanity. What do you what do you mean people that don't have ownership of a company <laughs> aren't as excited about it? That almost sounds like a job. <laughs> people aren't excited at a job when their company grows? What? That's insane. They're only there for the money? What? That's insane. Now, I'm not saying our sales folks are only there for the money. I'm saying that is their primary motivation. Um, they have other motivations, but that's the primary one, and I think I, I want to try to change and inspire and change that perspective because the moment money is not number one, the moment money becomes priority number four is the moment you experience massive growth. Massive growth. Insane growth. Now, me, Brian, and Travis, we have drilled it into our own brains, into each other's brains. Time, health, relationships, money. Money number four. And by prioritizing in that way, we have seen massive growth in many, many different areas of life. Okay? And so now we have to get people to understand that that are on our team as well so that they can also experience that growth. But there's so much more to it than that. That's that's the pain of the growth here. So not only do we have to find somebody that's willing to learn our way of sales and to be good at it, right? There's the skill set side. But somebody else, somebody that's willing to, to call people. Back when I was doing cold calling for a financial company, um, I was doing 100 cold calls a day, or at least that was my goal. I would usually get probably around 80 or 90. I got up there. I got. I did a lot of calls every single day. And every single person, I had a little note card for them. And I had a little filing system for my note cards. And so every day when I'd walk in, I knew exactly who to follow up with. I had a, a system down pat. I would call a person twice in a day, and then I'd call them once a day for two more days, and then I'd call them once every three days twice and then once every seven days twice once every 14 days twice once every month twice and then once every three months six months a year like I'm serious that's how insane my follow up was and uh, I was calling 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 all day long I put in the work and I got the result okay because what ended up happening I would get all these sales it was an MLM organization and I ended up getting the second second to the highest spot in that organization. Second to the highest. I had my own little mini team. I told them to do the same thing I was doing. It worked. And what we're finding is we're not cold calling here in our business. No, no, no. We, we feel that's not the most efficient use of time. If Looking back at those 100 calls a day, I mean, what was the point of calling people at 9 o'clock in the morning? How many people were actually at home? Very, very few, right? So, like, was it the most efficient use of time? No, not at all. Not even close. Which is why we do marketing. And we have, we have leads. Leads that they themselves put in their information to get more information. They themselves applied for a trading strategy that they're waiting to hear back from so that they can actually get the strategy. We have warm leads, really good leads. And um, I think because of that, and this is what um, my partner Brian and I were talking about, we think we've kind of spoiled our salespeople. You know, they're, they're being really nitpicky instead of just putting in a little bit of work. 
Okay, I would I would suggest to them instead of a hundred calls a day, thirty calls a day. Thirty calls a day, you you'd have financial freedom. I can almost guarantee it. In fact, we're gonna test it this week. Uh, so this week, Brian and I decided, you know what? We're hammering the phones. We're we're gonna do this because there is a a need for a culture reset in in our internal team in order to get moving. We have a huge vision. A huge vision. The only thing holding us back from that vision is inspired sales. Inspired sales. What does that mean? Not motivated sales, inspired sales. There was a few podcasts ago, like many, many ago, I talked about the difference between being motivated and being inspired. Okay, motivation doesn't last. Motivation is, is what do you call it? Um, flittery. It like comes and goes. It's snowflakey. It's flaky. <laughs> Snowflakey. It's it's flaky. It's flittering. It doesn't stay. It sucks. Motivation is no good. It's good for a moment, and then it's gone. Inspiration lasts a lifetime. The reason Brian and I are hammering these calls is because we are inspired by our business. We're inspired by the results that we see people making every single day and the progress that they're making. We're inspired by all that. Therefore, we are willing to do whatever it takes. And our salespeople need to have that inspiration. And the people being sold need to be inspired. We had a weird situation in August. Weirdest thing we've ever seen. Never seen it before in our lives. In all of our sales um, experience, we've never seen it before. We had a ton of people say yes, and only one person actually paid. (laughs) Like, we had like a ton of, yes, 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 I want it, I want it, I want it. And then they didn't actually pay. Why? Because they were motivated. In the moment, they wanted it. After a little bit of thought, even an hour of thought after that motivated phone call, it's gone. Motivation's gone. All of a sudden, they start thinking of all the reasons why they should not spend $12,000. Okay? And it's and it's really silly. I mean, all things considered, it's really silly. It's because they're not inspired. They were interested because they wanted to see an, a return on investment. They're probably wanting to see... Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see a 4% return every single time. What is that? Is that priority number four? Or is that priority number one? The money, right? So if the number one reason that they want to get into our program is money, if they're not going to buy, if there's a good chance they're not going to buy unless they buy in that moment, there's a really good chance they're going to regret it. They're going to feel the regret. The, the what do you call it? Buyer's remorse. Because they're not inspired. But instead, if you paint the picture of what would your life look like if you had an unlimited cash machine that costs you an hour a day, five days a week, five hour a week, work week, what would happen to your life? What would your time look like? What would, where would you spend your time? With your family? What would your health look like? How good would your relationships be? What kind of memories would you make with those family members and friends and those that you love? All because of 4% a day. See, now money is priority number four. You see how this works? The four pillars of prosperity, guys, is everything in business. If you can master those four pillars of prosperity, which, by the way, it'll take a lifetime to master. I'm still not a master of it. I'm still learning. My health sucks. We actually just created, uh, we, (laughs) Travis just created the Prosperity Planner. It is absolutely killer. It is amazing. And guess what it told me? Over and over again, it told me, Zach, 
your health sucks. Zach, your health sucks. Zach, your health sucks. I'm like, I know, I know. And so I'm looking back at my priority number two to put it back up in priority number two, right? And so it'll take a lifetime to master this thing. You always have to constantly recalibrate and there's nothing wrong with that, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. My point though is that growing as a business is painful because you have to help a lot of people understand those four priorities. A lot of people have to be inspired by your mission, vision, values. There has to be accountability and management. There has to be all these things. So much so that we decided to restructure our entire business in terms of roles. We're restructuring things. We're not doing this based off of a whim. This is based off of several, several books and podcasts and experience years of experience that we've had as business owners and we were like you know what it's time it's time to recalibrate it's time to reset and restructure and so this is what we're doing so if you've ever read the book rocket fuel or the book traction there's a really cool concept out there Uh, it's a concept of having a visionary and an integrator is what they call it Every big business has a visionary and an integrator. Every single one. You name a big business. Tell me one. Apple, boom. Steve Jobs, visionary. Whatever the other guy's name, (laughs) integrator. Give me another one. Microsoft, Bill Gates, visionary. The other dude, integrator. (laughs) Give me another one. Facebook, Zuckerberg, visionary. I think it's his, his, his aunt or something was the integrator. Tesla, obviously. Elon Musk, visionary. I have no idea who his integrator is, but I know he's got one. Okay, every single one of these huge, massive companies has a visionary and an integrator, and they are very, very clear on that. Very, very clear on those their roles. Now, the, the two kinds of people are very different types of people. So visionaries, they tend to be more emotional, much more emotional. They tend to have brilliant ideas. They tend to kind of feel the pulse of the business, feel the pulse, the culture of the internal business as well as the customers. Okay, they're fantastic at what they do when it comes to that. They ultimately have five different roles. I'm not going to break down those roles. Whatever. Visionary. Brian. Brian is that visionary. He fits it to a T. Before we even read the books, he was doing the things that the books were saying to do as a visionary. He's perfect for that role. Absolutely perfect. I could not possibly take on that role. Now, the integrator. Just as important. May not be as famous, per se, right? You, you know Steve Jobs. You know Bill Gates. You know Elon Musk. The integrator, you, you might not know their name. Unless you're in the business. In the business, you know their name. But uh, the integrator is somebody that thinks a lot more logically. They love breaking down numbers and metrics and they hold people accountable because they use those numbers to hold people accountable. Hello, that's what I've been doing, except not in every area of our business. And this is where the restructuring is gonna begin. I'm taking on additional responsibilities and organizing things a little bit better uh, to make it possible. And um, we're gonna have systems in place to hold people accountable to certain numbers. Every single person in the company has a number that they need to focus on and and we're going to be figuring out those numbers and we're going to be hammering those down and I'm, I'm telling you this from a business standpoint if you are an entrepreneur listening to this like these are things you will eventually have to think about okay um Travis is going to continue to be our experience officer so he's really really going to be basically holding the integrator me accountable 
he's going to make sure that what I'm doing is on point and that I don't slack off because I'm human. I need, I need someone to hold me accountable. That's what he's going to be doing as well as improving the experience overall for everybody involved, both internally and as customers. And so we have this restructuring going on sales. We need a sales director. Ooh, we need a sales director real bad. And I think we have one. I truly do. Um, I think it's just a matter of chatting with them. Um, I need help with the tech side. So I'm going to be talking with, chatting with Donald. He's going to be taking on a little bit more responsibility from the tech standpoint, which is totally cool. Um, and, and he's going to be totally okay with it. Like I, I, I know Donald, I've known Donald for years for, for, I think I've known Donald longer than I've known Brian. So I think I've known Donald for about four or maybe even five years at this point. I've known him a long time. And uh, I know what he's capable of. I know what he's willing to do and what he does not like doing. And so he's going to be excited. He's going to be ultimately excited about it. Um, And I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to him about it this week. All this is happening, guys, and it's painful. It is painful because guess what? I'm putting in more hours now. I'm going into the office here. It's way earlier than I used to go in. Um, I'm leaving later. I'm going in earlier, leaving later just for a period of time to build these systems and processes. I have to. I have to. It is a must. It is a shift. I'm probably going to do this for a month. Some heavy work, heavy, heavy, heavy work for at least a month. Specifically, the next two weeks are going to be rough because I'm also getting involved in sales. The reality is we don't have enough numbers in sales for me to properly analyze. Not, Not in terms of the sales themselves at the end. No, no, no. We have enough sales. We don't have enough calls to to tell me how many calls consistently do we have to make in order to hit certain goals and metrics. That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's what I'm going to figure out. Um, And so I need more numbers, more. And so Brian and I, that's why we're going to be diving deep into the sales process for the next week, maybe even two weeks. Um, And we're just going to hammer this thing out. And I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for five sales this week. It's a Monday that I'm recording this. Obviously, probably... Actually, this is the Monday before you're listening to this. Okay, so it's been it's been that week. I'm expecting five sales. We've already got one. Yeah, we got one on Sunday, yesterday. A little unexpected bonus phone call. I'm expecting another sale today, literally today. I've got him on my calendar. He knows I'm calling him. He knows why I'm calling him. I'm expecting that today to close. Um, we have, and then between me and Brian and Mike and Travis... There's no way we're not getting three more sales if we're all putting in the effort that that we've decided to put in this week. Absolutely no way. It's absolutely impossible. The amount, and, and I'm really grateful for the lull that we've had, the the like L-U-L-L, lull, that we've had because it's it's been so blah that it's forced us to make our everything better. Like we've, we've looked at our offers and how can we position them better? How can we... How can we do this better? How can we do that better? What are some other pieces of content we, we can put together to help people um, gain more trust with us? What else can we do to gain more trust? We've asked these questions and we've built processes surrounding those questions. So now it's just a matter of hammering the phones, getting conversations started, and utilizing all the stuff, the nice, beautiful things that we've put together for people to consume in terms of content and to activate in terms of of being inspired. And so it's just so simple. There's absolutely no reason for us not to have five sales this week. And if we can get five sales this week, that will be the new benchmark. Five sales per week. 
five sales per week is our new will be our new benchmark if we can prove this to be effective. And so, ha, there's a number for you. And that's the point. We're going to be having these numbers and everything. It's going to be absolutely amazing uh, and a lot of fun, but also painful. It's painful to talk about these things because it's not comfortable. And so this is this is part of business. This is why there's that saying, mm, that's just business. This is exactly why. Things like this. Okay? So anyway, guys, I got to go. I made it to Subway. I'm going to go pick up my sub. Um, trying to eat healthier, you know. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, you know, pain pain is not always bad. So... I'm looking forward to this week. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. Um, we're going to see growth. We're going to get real numbers. I'm looking forward to my new, uh, new-ish, new-to-me responsibilities um, and some of the, the new changes we've been doing in terms of, of structure and what that's going to allow us to do in the future is enormous. And so I'm really looking forward to this. September's the month, baby. We're going to be scaling probably halfway through this month. I have no doubt. So talk to you guys later. <laughs>